1: What's up, everyone? It's Tori Lavella, manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thanks for checking in. Hope everybody's doing great. It's time to kick off happy hour, and Clue Haywood says it's time for Friday beers.
0: Hell yeah, it's time for Friday beers. Welcome in to your Friday edition of the PHNX D-backs po- podcast. My name is Derek Montia. It's me, hi, I'm the problem. It's me, Uh, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and as a proud resident of Swift City, (laughs) I want to wish a happy Taylor Swift Day to all those who celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Darn it! uh, This guy over here, he just keeps talking about some St. Patrick's Day, but for me, (laughs) it's Taylor Swift Day. For those wondering, my favorite song is "Lover," Uh, and welcome in to the PHNX Dbacks podcast. This. This sad sack next to me does not appreciate good music or good musicians. Uh, She is the she is the artist of our generation. But anyway, he is the Thunderstick. It's the one and only Vice Mayor Jesse Friedman.
1: Nobody asked what your favorite Taylor Swift song was, Derek. That was not. I knew they were wondering, though. I know it was a question on their
0: minds and I know that they were asking. I know they wanted to know before I set off uh, once again to Swift City where I live. Uh, to watch Taylor Swift tonight. That, Swift which City being uh, State Farm Stadium? No, correct? sir. No, sir. The entire city of Glendale is Swift City okay. for the next two days. That,
1: that tracks. I had not Gl- changed my mail. Swift City, I
0: believe it. Yeah, there's a new uh, <laughs> zip code. It's very complicated, but anyway. Uh, really, we know you guys are more interested now in the Arizona Diamondbacks updates, uh, which currently is happening right now. The Arizona Diamondbacks are right in the middle of playing the Colorado Rockies. Uh, and Kyle Lewis, the Arizona Diamondbacks outfielder, has had a himself quite the day going two for two with a walk two doubles and three RBI. The man is having himself a spring and he is making it very difficult on this front office to decide on on who they keep up here and who they might have to send down between perhaps him and Pavin Smith.
1: Yeah I mean we've talked a lot about how Pavin Smith has this defensive versatility. You probably feel a little more confident about him in a corner outfield spot. You also know that Pavin can play first base but there has to be some level where Kyle Lewis can work his way into yeah. the open. Like, like yeah. if he hits
0: 600? <laughs> if he hits 700? <laughs> well, we, like, talk, we talked about this with the younger guys, right? That the younger guys are really in a position where some of them, based on the little experience that they have, really can't perform their way into a spot. Like they would almost have to be yeah. just mind-blowingly good in order to really like steal a spot from one of the guys that has more major league time uh, on the roster. However... Uh, That's not the case with Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis is a former American league rookie of the year. He's a guy that has just always been very good at baseball. And unfortunately he, he went through a series of knee injuries that, that not only held up his career and held him from performing, but also slowed him down a bit and made him less of a, of a defensive threat. I guess you could say less of a guy that in the outfield can really track down balls, but uh, Kyle Lewis, name has still come up as a corner outfielder for this team, maybe not an everyday guy, but a guy that can DH and also back up the outfielders. And to be honest, I, I don't know if, if, if he continues to perform like this at the dish, how, how he doesn't make the team, right? Like just from the perspective that you have a designated hitter now, and you can have him play that role, even if you don't feel comfortable with him defensively in the field right now.
1: If the D-backs can find some way that they're comfortable with to back up Christian Walker at first base, then you can have Kyle Lewis on the roster. Um, I know Lourdes Gurriel Jr., I believe, logged some innings at first base last year for the yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. So. Yes. You could look to him. I don't believe Gurriel has been used at first base at all this spring, which makes me think that he's not really right.
0: an option. Because uh, we would see him play sometime there, I feel like, if that was the case, If right? the
1: D-backs were planning to use him at first base, I think you would see that. Um, I want to say maybe Emmanuel Rivera played an inning or two at first base uh, at some point in spring training, but he also isn't really on track well, to make the roster. And there fair, wouldn't though, be room for him anyway. It would. I mean, it would just it would just continue the log jam that we have with Paven Smith. Right, so. right. I don't know. I mean, does Gabby Moreno play some first base? Does Carson Ke- – like, you need a guy to back up first base. Period. That's, that's You're the, absolutely right. That's the thing that's in Kyle Lewis's way, and I'm still not quite sure I see how the Diamondbacks would work around that.
0: the The bigger problem is is that now with the losses to the bullpen – we know the Diamondbacks are co- going to cover, carry so many guys, right? But they can make those changes to the roster. They could technically, even though they probably don't want to do that, they could carry one less bullpen arm and carry an extra guy. But it's not something very likely, right? It's kind of like when at one point they had three catchers uh, on this team and we kind of lost our minds about it. But part of that was due to the versatility, I think, at the time of Dalton Varsho. Who could play other positions and not just catcher when there were three catchers on this team? But I mean, again, like Jesse said, it's not about having too many at these positions. Really, it's not about not having a, an adequate backup for Christian Walker, who absolutely is not going to play every single day. Nor is any single player on this team for Tori Lavallo going to play every single day. He doesn't run. Yeah, he doesn't run his team like that. Nor do most major league ball clubs at this point. They should have an adequate backup, and that's the reason why Pavin Smith's name still comes up and Smith has been doing good and yeah, he's, well. yeah. he's not it's not like he is not doing well. It's just right now Kyle Lewis is doing so good at the plate it makes it very difficult to think that they're not going to somehow incorporate him into uh the lineup in some way or or into the the you know into the roster. But uh, there's only so many guys that can they can carry, right?
1: Yeah, Jack makes a good point in the comments. Says one workaround would be keep Lewis and Smith, and then option Alec Thomas, which is fair. You could you could send Alec Thomas down to start the season. That would open up that extra spot that you need. But I don't know if I see I the D-backs like that. doing that. I, like I mean, that. Alec Thomas has played like that, fairly well for Team Mexico. Um, at least from a numbers standpoint, he was pretty good in spring training. Yeah. before – uh, before transitioning to the WBC but it's I don't know defense. if I I don't know if I see especially the way that Tory has talked about Corbin Carroll playing left field yes. kind of being cemented as a left fielder Yeah it doesn't sound like there's any That implies to that. that Alec Thomas is your everyday center fielder pretty much I I'm guessing the D-backs would have needed to see some pretty concerning things in spring training to not have Alec Thomas on the opening day roster but Yeah it's a good point I mean it's kind of the only workaround that I could possibly think of uh I just don't know if the
0: D-backs would really be inclined to go that route when it comes to more roster news, uh, there is Ryan Nelson, who currently is uh, needed to kind of have a pretty good outing today to keep his name in the starting rotation conversation and and did have a pretty outstanding outing today. He went four and a third innings, uh, gave up four hits, one earned run, walked one with six strikeouts. Jesse, pretty yeah. damn good day for Ryan Nelson. Perhaps... I might be wrong about this, but is that the best outing he's had this spring yet?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the best outing that he's had in in an actual Cactus League game. He's
0: pitched in some B games as well.
1: Uh, it's probably the best outing that he's had uh, the entire month, this whole spring training, I think, um, in B game or otherwise. Uh, he looked good today. Uh, I had to leave in order to be here uh, about halfway through his outings. I didn't, I didn't get to see the whole thing, which which I blame Derek for. Totally. Because, it's uh, totally my
0: fault. I, I I have a Taylor Swift concert to go to, and I was like, Jesse, you don't get to watch baseball. Come here and let's do the show. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely a lot, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get. I guess there's still a lot to play for, and we've said it several times, even though I was very reactionary and you were very level-headed about it. We were saying that, like, no matter how well these guys do early on, it's 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 not decided that early on. It's not decided in the first three or four starts, yeah. nor is it decided necessarily based on the outcome of the finishes. A lot of it is how well they do all spring, how well they bounce back from bad outings, and, and specifically in a game, how well they bounce back from a bad inning. I think that's the reason why... As Jesse's reported on that, we've seen so many starting pitchers coming back into games after they've left due to having kind of a rough inning. They wanted them to reestablish their confidence and they wanted them to go back out there and see if they after kind of getting shook a bit that they could go back out there and get quality out.
1: Yeah, I asked Tori today actually about the fact that the Diamondbacks have continuously used that strategy of Having guys leave the game and then re-enter the next inning and then leave the game and then re—I mean, they've had some guys do it almost every inning yeah, <laughs> of, the, yeah. of their outing, right? Um, which is not a not a great sign, right? I mean, it's not—it's—it doesn't necessarily bode well for the regular season that you're having to use that quite as much as the Diamondbacks have. I asked Tori about that today, and he said, "Yes, it is kind of a concern." Like, like the moment that opening day comes, you can't do that anymore. Right? Last <laughs> I checked, the rule book so. Uh, I think the D-backs are hopeful that they won't have to do it as much um, in these these final days leading up to the regular season. But Torrey also didn't make it sound like he was going to pull back from that. I think more than anything, the D-backs are concerned about having guys throw too many pitches in a particular inning at this stage with guys still not being all that stretched out. So I think it's something the D-backs are going to continue to do, even if it's a little scary as opening day rolls around, knowing that some of these guys have yet to actually pitch a normal outing straight through without leaving the game and then coming back.
0: Yeah. And, and also there's the fact that like starting pitchers are kind of like, uh, those of us that have like taken a swing at like a, a carnival game or an arcade game. And you just want one more shot because you had a bad outing, right? Like that's the one thing I always hear from pitchers is they absolutely hate to sit on a bad outing unless it was, uh, unless it was that, uh, uh, a, a couple of guys who who will remain nameless, but like to let Caleb Smith mostly like to let that fire burn inside of him. But a lot of pitchers can't wait to get back out there and and rectify a bad outing. So I think that's the reason why during spring this is so effective is because it does. They're kind of itching when they get pulled from the game to get back out there and get some outs again. And, and just even if it's for nothing more than themselves to to feel like they, you know, yeah. did the thing and and were able to... to Still, strike out major league batters or just get those quality outs, right? Like, it just helps their confidence in ways that I don't think we quite grasp at times because it does. It's, I mean, it's just such a weird thing to be pulled out of a game and yeah. then be put back in. And, like, I don't know. I, I, at times, it doesn't really seem like it's the biggest confidence booster. Like, maybe, <laughs> no, probably maybe, not. Maybe you just <laughs> want to be left in the game to work through, you know, a bad inning and get through it without having been removed, no matter how long it takes. But, they do cap these innings. They cap how many pitches they can throw. There's a lot of other stuff going into this. And honestly, I think uh, our next update is is a big reason why. Unfortunately, we do have updates on Corbin Martin, and it sounds like the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to lose Corbin Martin, as Tori Lavella said, for months. Um, he has a torn uh, lat tendon, which uh is going to uh sideline him for a considerable amount of time 60-day il uh stint is coming up presumably yeah
1: Yeah. i think gambo reported 60-day il um which i mean that's what it sounds like that tory said months not weeks which is exactly what he said about mark melanson and that
0: just it sucks it absolutely sucks because we know mark melanson wasn't right and was struggling but corbin martin had absolutely put it together this spring, he was one of the first guys that I saw throwing live batting practice who just looked dominant. Uh, and I mean, again, it's batting practice. So you could say what you want about live BP, but he
1: looked pretty good in the Cactus League games. He too. did look
0: good in the spring training games as well. Um, and unfortunately, Martin has just had tremendously bad luck when it comes to injury since joining the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Tori Lovolo spoke about his frustration a bit.
1: Um, You know, in Corbin's situation, he's probably wondering, um, after talking to him a little bit, like, why did this happen? He's got a string of tough injuries. There's nothing he could have done to prevent this. This is just one of those baseball mishaps, one of those situations where he was getting after it on the field and performing at a very high level, um, and he just got injured, and there's nothing he can do about that. Um, I know he's probably asking the question, like, could I have done more, was I more prepared? I don't think so. Based on what he was giving us, he was an extremely prepared, at, prepared athlete and functioning at a very high level. So that, those are my ass. He should be proud of
0: the way he was performing. It's just unfortunate the timing of this injury. Yeah, and that's that's it. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, forget timing. It's just unfortunate, period. Like, he yeah. just continues to, you know, struggle to get to the to the main roster. And that's where Corbin Martin has been trying to get to ever since he became part of this organization.
1: When the D-backs traded for Corbin Martin back in 2019, right? The biggest piece in the Zach Granke trade. He was,
0: he was the thing they, want, they wanted was, him prior to that, right? Yeah,
1: he was a guy the Diamondbacks had targeted for a while, and the only reason they were able to get him is because he was in the process of going through Tommy John recovery, and so there was a little bit more risk there, and the D-backs were willing to take that risk. Unfortunately, it hasn't really paid off, Derek. It's, it's felt like ever since Corbin Martin came over to the Diamondbacks organization, You know, he got back from Tommy John, but there's just been one injury stint right after the other. I think this is like his fourth official injury stint. Um, And of course, it sounds like it's going to be a while. Officially, there's no timetable for Corbin Martin's return, but Torrey was able to to fill us in. This is going to be months. It's not like he's going to you know, start throwing again in a week or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I count going through Corbin Martin's Diamondbacks career between AAA and the majors. I count a total of about 140 innings something like that. Um the D-backs made this trade in 2019, right? It's been it's been almost 4 years since that trade happened. God. Corbin Martin hasn't even had God. enough innings pitched for basically one full season at this point and it sounds like he's not really going to get that this year either.
0: Do you have any other injury updates? I know Jake McCarthy was scratched. from Jake the lineup Jake McCarthy today. was
1: scratched with flu-like symptoms. Okay, um, it, It's been a little odd. Uh, almost every single day from the D-backs Twitter account, they tweet out the lineup and then they inevitably amend it 45 minutes later and <laughs> somebody gets scratched and then yeah. we have to go through and ask Tori what it is. Yesterday was Christian Walker. Uh, he seems to be doing fine. I think the team is still kind of slow playing him a little bit after that hit-by-pitch on Monday's game. Uh, no no big concerns there, though, I don't think. And then, yeah, Jake McCarthy scratched from the lineup today. That was just flu-like symptoms. And Torrey said rather than, you know, letting it run its course through the clubhouse at this stage, it might as well just send the guy home and, and try to keep everyone well as, as much as possible. But, yeah, no, no big concerns with that one either.
0: I hate to bring this up, and I hate to word it this way, but is Andrew Chafin going to be our next Mark Melanson? Is Andrew Chafin the guy? That was outstanding before the Diamondbacks brought him over, and now he's going to struggle. Or is this just me overreacting to spring training?
1: Usually, people hate me uh, during this show,
0: Derek. They hate me for for saying I just, things I like that. But I think it, but they I hate to, you after that. Yeah, no, it's that. fine. <laughs> I accept the hate, and uh, honestly, I really am concerned because, of course, uh, it felt like Andrew Chafin was the guy that. Especially I was, you know, after I wanted them to pick him up, especially yeah. considering how well he is pitched since he has left the Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, he just has had a rough start so far this spring.
1: Yeah, Andrew Chaffin. I want to chalk is, it up to that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the velo has come up a little bit. It was pretty low uh, at the beginning of spring training. I'm looking at the numbers from today. It looks like he hit 92, which is pretty consistent with where he was last year. There's also some 89.8 and 90.4s in here, so it's a little bit lower than than where it was at the end of last year, but nice to see that come up. The effectiveness, though, has, has not really been there for, for Andrew Chafin. Uh, it's a super, super small sample size for him, so you have to take these things with a grain of salt, of course. Um, But four and a third innings, an 8.31 ERA, a 2.77 whip. He's had traffic on the bases all over the place. It feels, it feels, and I haven't done any kind of crazy research on this at this point. It feels like when when the D-backs have had veteran relievers who come in and really struggle in spring training doesn't tend to change once the season starts If i remember right mark melanson pretty similar last year
0: i don't recall ian kennedy i feel like um, if, if i'm mistaken i could be wrong about this i almost feel like i'm revising history potentially on this but wasn't mark melanson still kind of good to start the season last year and then he fell off or no was he i just don't bad right out of the i think gate? he was pretty bad right okay. out of the gate all right yeah. well I, I, I don't know. I digress. I, I I hope that that's not the case. It's too
1: early to say anything officially with Andrew Chafin, but I will say the the velo is pretty low at the beginning of spring training. It's ticked up a little bit. It's still a little on the lower end. Something to monitor. He's he's walked a lot more guys than, than we saw him walk last year. That's kind of a, a big change that Andrew Chafin has made since he left the Diamondbacks. He doesn't really walk that many guys anymore. Spring training, he's been a little all over the place, so... Uh, hopefully that that resolves in, in the next couple of weeks.
0: Hello to all of our friends, by the way, in the chat, including Jack Summers, Charles Woodall Pike, and Chris. Make sure if you guys are here right now, I have a little special treat. It's Friday. You know what we do on Fridays? We have one more Mountain Mike's Pizza to give away. So drop that pizza emoji in the chat, and I will be sure to enter you into a drawing for a free 20 inch pizza, pepperoni pizza. I love their pepperoni pizza. It's like my favorite, uh, over at mountain Mike's. So, uh, let's, let's pick up the Friday vibes. Chris says, this is not Friday vibes, right? I'm sorry. Uh, this is reality. This is where the injuries start occurring. We were so stoked about the depth of the Arizona diamondbacks. And now that, that depth, I'm not saying it's being tested, but I'm I'm guessing it's going to prove to be very valuable, uh, considering the pieces that the Diamondbacks have already lost for a considerable amount of time this yeah. spring training. But go ahead, like I said, if you're here right now in the chat and you can do so safely, uh, that means that you're you're not watching this while driving and you're not emojiing while driving. But drop a pizza emoji in the chat, and I will enter you in uh, for a uh, for for a free 20 inch pizza from our friends from Mount Mike's, and of course I it's Friday beers. We're all having a Friday beer. We all are. Like I, I, said, I should he be. He should be. Having I, Friday I should beer. be. He's. He's. He's not in the same mood as I am. Um, he's not going <laughs> to like Taylor Swift after this. Sure, me and, me sure. and Damon are rocking and rolling here. Yes, Damon is getting him a beer because it's Friday beers, and we're having. That's Friday what beers. that's and what Friday our producers
1: are, are for. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just to it's just to get us beverages. Well, that means to co-
0: fucking tell those goddamn sun devil guys to fucking pipe down over there. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you, uh, <laughs> we thank you guys for being here, and of course, if you're having beer, make sure you're having a Four Peaks Brewing Company beer. It's the best beer to have, uh, not only uh, for the sporting events, but of course today. Is is St. Paddy's Day, as Jesse mentioned, and the best place to spend your St. Paddy's Day is at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, of course. Hang out with your favorite degenerates and enjoy a damn good time. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy, and enjoy responsibly. Also, check out Four Peaks uh, this month. They have all sorts of wonderful stuff going on. Their spring training tours throughout the month of March. They will show you how they make the beer, and they will show you where the ghosts hang out at the Eighth Street Pub. Uh, and they also have their beer. There are week many ghosts. There are many ghosts.
1: Many ghosts. Many ghosts,
0: many ghosts. Uh, yeah. And also check out their beer week ghosts. calendar. Eh. Some of them. Some, of them. Uh, some some are drunk and surly, but that's what you get <laughs> at a brewery. Uh, Fourpeaks.com slash events for all your Beer Week entertainment. And make sure on your way out there to Four Peaks, or if you're not making your way out to the H Street Pub, you grab your Four Peaks at our friends at Circle K. Fuel up at Circle K. Not only yourself, but your car, uh, your family, everything. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, snack selection, and premium gas. Uh, of course, uh, sour anything is the best road trip snack. Again, that's just my opinion i cannot eat uh the sour uh, gummy worms on the show because i've learned they do terrible things uh to my mouth while i try to talk and, (laughs) (laughs) and be uh you know say words which are already hard for me to say but uh make sure you stop by circle k and pick up your favorite snacks for your road trip i got a new car jesse and i cannot wait to take a road trip in my new car and one of the things I need for my new car is gas so uh, make sure if you need gas to partner up with us and our friends at Circle K uh, check this giveaway opportunity out you text PHNX the 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card see show notes for details they are pulling that gas card next week uh, they're picking a winner for that. So if you haven't entered yet, make sure to enter. Uh, again, we are teaming
1: up. $500 in gas money. I think I've said it before. That's like the most valuable giveaway item we've By basically far. ever had. By far. <laughs>
0: like, I've always, I've said that about, of, there's things that I've said, like, okay, if you like that item, then yes, you can stock up on it and whatever. But we all need gas. We all have cars. We're all going places. So, of course, uh, that is a very valuable Have you ever very had that gift. thought
1: that, like, when gas was cheap, you were just going to go buy a bunch of containers and, and uh-huh. just fill them all up jesse one time up. <laughs> when when i
0: was younger when i first when i first started driving gas at the A.M.P.M. by my house was 75 cents gallon. oh my gosh that makes me feel like i'm telling an old timey old man story right that's there. exactly it what makes me telling. feel like oh when i was a kid Candy was a nickel, and movies were only 10 cents, and they gave out free popcorn. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Anyway, uh, now what you need to do is check out Circle K because they have uh, excellent prices on gas, and they have the best snacks and everything that you need uh, on your quick pickup in your quick stops. So, again, we're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. And, of course, check out that giveaway opportunity. Again, text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win that $500 gas card. Uh, and again, pick up our friends at Four Peaks while you're there at Circle K, getting your other sacks and such. Uh, we know that Circle K is going to be there, but we what we don't know is if Arizona Diamondbacks games are going to be there. And I don't mean take place. They are going to take place, but we don't know who is going to televise or if they are going to be televised because Diamond Sports Group did not make its rights payments to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That rights fee payment, as we talked about previously, uh, had a had an extension period, had a grace period. Until last night at midnight, Diamond Sports did not make that payment. Uh, According to a report uh, from Sports Business Journal, Diamond has said they expect to continue to broadcast games during the bankruptcy process. But the thing, Jesse, that is not clear is which games they're talking about broadcasting. There are still four teams that they completely do not plan on paying these rights payments to. The next team that that payment is due is the San Diego Padres. Now, there is a vast difference in uh, viewership, I guess you could say, between San Diego Padres games lately and Arizona Diamondbacks games, in case you're wondering why the D-backs were the first team that Diamond Sports Group decided to not pay. It is the team with the biggest discrepancy between ratings and how much they were paying the team, essentially.
1: Yeah, Um, like how much money they were bringing in and how much money they were shelling out.
0: Correct. However...
1: situation, not great.
0: Not great. But the bigger thing that's the problem here, Jesse, that I find with Diamond Sports Group that I don't think people are talking about enough is the Diamondbacks are not the top company, essentially, that Diamond Sports Group owes money to. The top company, the top creditor that Diamond Sports Group owes money to is DirecTV. And they owe DirecTV $40.1 million. So the thing here that I think comes before whether or not Diamondbacks games are going to be broadcast on Bally Sports Arizona is going to be if DirecTV as a provider still airs Bally Sports in any regional sports market as a channel. We yeah. know that when DirecTV tends to butt heads with, with networks, they'll throw up that thing saying – DirecTV is currently not, you know, is currently working on something with this channel or whatever, but you don't get to watch the channel, right? So this yeah. could potentially not just impact the Arizona Diamondbacks, but could impact all 13 MLB teams that are currently under contract with Bally Sports or Diamond Sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, in like in the Diamondbacks case, they obviously want their games to be televised. Correct. So even, though, even though they're not getting the money they're supposed to get, they're not going to be like, oh, take a hike. We'll find someone else to right. do this. They're yeah. like, no, we, no, yeah, please, like, please, Would you please still
0: do this? <laughs> would you please
1: still <laughs> televise our games as you're supposed to? Whereas DirecTV, we don't know a whole lot about this situation, but just from a, a logic perspective, DirecTV would be more in a position to be like, oh, if you're not going to pay us, then we're not going to deliver this to right. our customers. Right? Um, Because, I mean, a, a, any cable network at this point, is you know they're not exactly flush with cash right i mean it's 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 tough out there for for some of these cable companies at this point so uh yeah i don't know exactly how this is this is going to pan out um i would be very surprised if diamondbacks games were not available at all that that's something i still view as a complete non-possibility i wouldn't worry about like there there is some scenario where where you will just not be able to watch Diamondbacks games. I don't think that's going to happen, but is it at least possible that maybe some providers don't carry it anymore? Uh, yeah, I think that's at least possible. So,
0: And that's my bigger concern, but then MLB has already said that they are going to step in and broadcast games, and we don't know what that means necessarily, but if they do, it won't be on the Bally Sports Channel. So if a disagreement comes up between direct tv and diamond sports and that channel is like off air mlb has the mlb network to broadcast games as well as being able to do it through the com website that they could potentially broadcast several games and just kind of have you stream it i guess yeah it just isn't ideal right it's obviously not ideal to do it that way and it's going to not be ideal for a lot of us to not have it on our televisions through a channel that we pay for if you are a direct tv subscriber
1: You're definitely like if if people have been watching Diamondbacks games a certain way for a long, long time and then suddenly whatever that way that they've been watching those games disappears, you're probably going to lose at least a portion of your audience. Some people will find out. Some people will do the work of figuring out how to how to watch those games still. I think you're at least going to lose some of those people who are just like, I I don't see it anymore. And maybe they're not. (sighs) quite as as much of diehard fans and they're kind of okay if that slips to the wayside and they just don't really uh you know do what they need to do to figure out how to watch those games my
0: father-in-law leonard he is not he's not tech savvy even though he's worked worked in tech a lot right but he does he he tries to go through every avenue he can and unfortunately in some cases it involves him like downloading some pretty shady like applications and websites oh, yeah. just so that he can try to watch Diamondbacks games. Right. But again, the part of that is the fact that you and I that understand the danger of some of these websites might not will- be willing to even go down that path. Where this man is unstoppable, he is. You are not going to separate him (laughs) from his sports teams. You will find a way to watch it, no matter how impossible you make it for him, right? But at the same time, too, he's also just risking his internet connection and his computer's livelihood with all of those, you know, websites that he's going to and stuff, right? So, people
1: keep mentioning Channel Three, Derek.
0: It's because people want Channel Three
1: again. You just
0: brought it up. You just said the way that we used to watch games. That's the way that people used to watch games. And honestly, there's just there's something nostalgic and heartwarming about it, but there's also something that's kind of awesome about being able to watch a baseball game if you have nothing more than a set of rabbit ears and, and a 20-inch tube television. You know what I mean? Like that's part of it is that people want to be able to watch baseball no matter where they're at, and there's something about, you know, channel 3, the ease of just having a local channel broadcasted that feels right about that most yeah. of us grew up with that so most of us don't want that uh don't want it you know a different way now one thing that's interesting is diamond sports group has said that they continue to they 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 expect to continue to broadcast games during the bankruptcy process here was a quote from the diamond sports group ceo uh david Preschleck, who Poor said guy. uh yeah this guy's <laughs> just going through it man uh dsg will continue broadcasting games and connecting fans across the country with the sports and teams they love The financial flexibility attained through this restructuring will allow DSG to evolve our business while continuing to provide exceptional live sports productions for our fans. I don't mean to laugh through that. It's just hard to take that with a with a straight face. Right. Like, are you kidding me? This like they're almost making it sound like this is a positive thing that's going to help them. And in the end. I can't imagine Diamond Sports Group exists after all this is said and yeah. done and continues to broadcast games in any way, shape, or form.
1: I mean, they'll, they'll be acquired.
0: I mean, they won't just they will be entirely, sure, I don't think. Sure, but, sure. And that's yeah. the reason why, in the very first place, Sinclair made it a different completely different entity separate from sinclair broadcasting Group, so that sinclair would not have to take on this financial responsibility but this thing's been a disaster since the beginning when i brought up the fact that they owe direct tv 40.1 million dollars the one thing this group of 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 just absolute degenerates had to say here at phnx about the deal was like that sounds like valley sports is hustling backwards like why are you paying direct tv all of this money like i get it but it's part of the deal when you're broadcasting as part of their group and and the financial structure yeah. that goes with being a part of a part of direct now one thing that diamond sports group is saying in all of this is that they've done nothing but lose subscribers since they joined direct tv so they're almost making it sound Like the DirecTV deal was bad and that it's done nothing but go downhill since they made it, thus putting some of the blame on DirecTV as a whole. But let's be honest, since uh, this is this is facts from from this article uh, on sport uh, on sports. What what is this one? Sportico. Sportico. Uh, This one on Sportico from Barry Bloom, by the way famous friend, uh, friend of the show friend of the show uh also a well-known muppet in the uh in the press box uh <laughs> since hard launching its Bally Sports Plus app which is the digital content the way you can access it without a subscription last September Diamond Sports Group has amassed 200,000 direct to consumer subs in 20 in June 2021 Sinclair projected that its DTC service would attract 4.4 million subscribers and they've only amassed 200,000 Like
1: it's weird to put an only in front of two hundred thousand, but yeah, last I checked, two hundred thousand was only about five percent.
0: I was going to say it's not. Remember the million (laughs) seconds and billion seconds conversation, Jesse? This is hundreds of thousands of seconds versus million seconds. Like this is just a vast. And I mean, again, these are projections that you're providing to shareholders and people that are investing in you, believing that your app is going to reach this level of subscription it did not and a a big part of it was because uh, from a lot of people's perspectives that tried using the app and tried to be uh, a consumer on this app that it sucked and that it was not reliable and that you couldn't reliably watch games on it i will speak from experience and say i've just signed in as a direct tv uh you know with my direct tv provider information and I've never really had a problem with watching games when I've been out. However, I've never at any point relied on it as my primary source to watch games. And yeah. sometimes if it does have glitchy issues, I'll just shut it down and watch it on TV. Or if I'm out, I just don't need to pay attention to the game anymore. Does, that point.
1: does the Bally, so that's, I mean, we're talking about the Bally Sports app and like where you can subscribe so that you get access to, I guess it would be Suns, Coyotes, yes. Diamondbacks. Yes. Uh, Cardinals would be a, a separate thing. Um, do they have an app where you could actually watch it on TV? Or I, is it just an app for like your smartphone or your tablet? Imagine, as far as I'm I aware, I don't think they like I'm a big Apple TV guy. I'm not sure if they have an Apple TV well, app.
0: I, I have this issue with PlayStation 5, too, where PlayStation 5 does not have a lot of apps that you would think that they should have available for content providers. Like, I believe, I don't believe there's a Paramount Plus app on playstation 5 so yeah it wouldn't it it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't but again that it looks like they do it
1: looks like they do have an app on on the apple tv okay Um, i
0: was gonna say because that would speak to again the availability of the app and again how how available you make it makes a huge difference to these subscribers but the the bigger thing here is that it looks like honestly mlb uh has might have more than one reason to step in and help televise these games and then that's part of my concern, too, is there's 13 organizations then that MLB would have to step in and, and broadcast. That's a lot. That's a lot to take yeah. on, and I don't know if they have the availability to make it so that all of those games are available, you know, uh, should something go down with DirecTV, right? Because that's that, yeah. that's now kind of trouble looming on the horizon for, for Valley Sports or for us as baseball lovers, I should say.
1: I feel like the issue with Valley Sports Plus is that there aren't that many people – who are okay not having access to ESPN or any other cable channels at all other than just Diamondbacks that's Sons, a good and Coyotes point. games. No, that's a good point. And, and so it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Valley Sports Plus is is cheaper than, you know, like DirecTV Stream or, or one of those streaming services that gives you a bunch of cable channels. But I think a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I'll pay a little bit more because I still want ESPN. I yeah. still want like True. the cable news channels or whatever. Whereas... Otherwise, I mean, if, if you're just getting Valley Sports Plus, then you're just getting those teams, and and it's like, yeah, well you you probably do, you probably want more than just those teams. And
0: you know why? Because Valley Sports doesn't provide you with enough content throughout the day, like we do here at GoPHNX.com, right? get yourself a diehard membership and get all of the content be here all of the time we know some of you guys are we've spied on you we know we watch the other shows we see you guys here all day long and we appreciate you we love you whether you're here just to watch us or you're here to watch every single show on the network our hope is that we keep you tuned in all day long and that we are providing you with all of the updates that you need for your arizona diamondbacks and your all of your arizona sports teams right but of course, you know, uh, we we know you have other interests. Sometimes you got to go watch Last of Us or other stuff too. We got that covered too. G-rated. I'm on that one. Check it out. Don't leave anywhere. Stay here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe to this channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a little thumbs up. It makes both of us very happy. And Taylor Swift would be thrilled to know that you left us a thumbs up. Uh, and speaking of that diehard membership. <laughs> do it for Taylor Swift. Do it for Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the diehard membership, grab that over at gophnx.com. Not only do you get access to Jesse's wonderful newsletter, Full Count, you also get access to all of the wonderful writing from our writers around here, all the great work that they put into that, as well as a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all your free future purchases. You also get... Uh, members only merchandise members only discounts with our partners members only invites to our events. We have our upcoming tea party, uh, which uh, just surprisingly enough happens on my birthday next Friday. So don't miss out that with on that tea party and so much more. Of course, if you're a diehard member, you get a discount on that event. Uh, and so many more options as a diehard member. Uh, you also get access to our diehard only discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, so join us, become a part of the family. Uh, One question we've had, and we do have an update, by the way, on Edwin Diaz, Uh, maybe a good one if you are a New York Mets fan, but we've been talking a lot about the World Baseball Classic. We've really enjoyed the way everything's gone down, except obviously for this injury discussion. Um, But one thing that we have talked a little bit about is the run rule. And we were just kind of kicking around the idea if Major League Baseball should adopt world baseball classics run rule uh aka the mercy rule which is what jesse and i would demand it be called if it did get adopted by major league baseball (laughs) we're not we're not, we're not sugarcoating things here it's the mercy rule but one thing jesse obviously that has come up quite a bit is uh, is the fact that uh you know mlb wants to make make games shorter uh, shorter and they already have with the pitch clock and the implementation of of the new rule changes this year however uh, the, the It feels like a mercy rule where a team is up by 10 runs or more in the 8th inning and beyond would be something that would help to even shorten up games further. So tell me why. I think it's a 10-run
1: a, oh yeah, deficit after the 7th inning after or 15-run deficit after 5 innings.
0: Okay. What are your thoughts on adopting this, and do you think it would ever be a possibility in Major League Baseball?
1: I don't think it's something that Major League Baseball, whatever, would, would ever do. There's too many traditionalists. There's, there's just, there's too many humps that you'd have to get over. I don't necessarily view it as being like a big problem that baseball has to fix. We don't necessarily see a whole lot of these games. Um, That's a good point. And Major League Baseball has already taken the action of prohibiting when you can use a position player uh, to pitch. That's a, something that I believe is new this year. Um, but I don't know, like uh, there are so many traditionalists in this game. I don't know if anyone is going to be okay with us shrinking down baseball games, um, in terms of the number of innings that we're actually playing. Sure. It's one thing to make the game shorter. Sure. There's enough people already up in arms about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: For real. For real. <laughs> uh,
1: but I mean, it starts right. It like, it starts to impact player stats a little bit, maybe, um, not in a significant way, but I don't know. I just, I don't really. I don't feel particularly strongly either way on on this one. My guess is that people don't feel strongly enough about it to make it happen.
0: I think, like you said, the biggest thing is that it's we don't see many of these run many of these games throughout the year. Yeah. Maybe a dozen at the most, right? Like that, and that that feels like even an overestimate. But you're going to have your games where a team puts up 20 runs and it just seems ridiculous. Nobody even stays till the end because once you're up by 10 runs or more fans start exiting the building because they want to get home and they want to be traffic right so um but i also think that maybe uh gambling might impact that right like i mean there is the idea there that there are run lines and and times where a team might come back and even reduce uh you know reduce a deficit beyond a certain point where it could change gambling lines so i mean i think that's part of it too especially yeah, with that's fair you know, especially with you know sports gaming being so widely accepted, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I just think that when they talk about things to short games, uh, these they, these these few completely ridiculous blowouts seem like they could yeah they could call it a little bit earlier. But uh, I mean,
1: there's there's just not that many of them. In I mean, in a 162 game season, it's it's a handful. You can probably count them on one hand. How many games would actually be yeah. subject to these rules? Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think the reason they do it in the World Baseball Classic is because you've got some really, really stacked baseball teams against not-so-stacked baseball true. teams. It's
0: true, yeah. The
1: talent disparity Look, is way larger than what you ever had in Major League Baseball. I played
0: in a co-ed soccer league. You don't have to say anymore. I <laughs> lost so many games, 10 to nothing, that I wish would have ended earlier so that I did not have to ride that train out to the <laughs> end, but it is what it is. Uh, Edwin Diaz, meanwhile, is... Uh, Season ending injury, not good, not good for the World Baseball Classic. However, I am very pleased to see a lot of people defending the World Baseball Classic and Mm -hmm. saying that this injury did not occur because of it. That made me feel very good. And I, and again, like Jesse sent me this tweet from Codify that said that. 61% 61% of Puerto Rican households were watching the game between Dominican Republic and, and Puerto Rico.
1: Yeah, but it was meaningless, Derek. But it's nobody a cares. meaningless
0: game that <laughs> it's nobody a meaningless tournament. about. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? 61%. Like, I there are, there are like 37 cities on that tiny island. I visited almost every single one of them. It's Can you imagine 61% of the U.S., like, of people no. in the U.S. doing anything doing at the anything? same time? No, not at all. Not at all. And I mean, there's something to be said, like, because I've been in Puerto Rico during like political election season and just that shit is wild. I can only imagine the reaction, the celebration that was going on on the island after they beat the Dominican Republic. Right. So when people say that the celebration by the guys on the field was ridiculous and unnecessary because it resulted in Edwin Diaz's injury, don't understand again, how big of a deal it is for are for, for these small communities to see their team overcome the adversity of a juggernaut like the Dominican Republic tr- team and, and how much joy it brings them to advance in a tournament like this. It just, it absolutely means the world. We talked about Japan, over 25 million households watching it in Japan. That's definitely not Puerto Rico. You're not getting that many millions of households <laughs> watching at 61%, but it's still a substantial you know, amount of the island Uh, watching this tournament and like Jesse said it just it means so much to so many people I don't know how you can call it meaningless what happened to Edwin Diaz is unfortunate but based on information that came out today the Mets will not have to pay his contract this season Major League Baseball has an insurance policy for this tournament that should a guy have this exact thing happen that Major League Baseball will actually take over and pay his uh, pay his salary for the season, based on this yeah. insurance that they've taken out, so it's it's a great thing for the Mets. Uh, I I believe it still may count against their cap. But, I mean, there is no cap there. Well, you know, <laughs> against their against their. Against what the what Steve, word did you? Just I'm sorry. Use? I'm sorry. There's Steve Cohen luxury tax is what I meant, right? Is that's, this, that's what's what's what this, we're talking Cohen, about? What is this the Cohen about a cap? luxury taxes? They're starting to call it, but I think it's a great. I honestly, I think that's at least something that a lot of people. I mean, again, it's not. You're not going to tell that to a Mets fan and have them be reasonable about it, but I mean, for the most part, it is them doing something to try to make up for for this loss of a player that some some might seem as a meaningless tournament, but others it means the world to.
1: Yeah, I mean, sixty one percent of Puerto Rican households watching. Uh, watching that game, Uh, I believe according to Forbes, 40% of all US households watch the Super Bowl this year. So you had a pretty significantly higher portion of Puerto Rican households watching that WBC game than US households watching what is widely regarded as the biggest game that happens in the US every year. So Uh, Yeah, I think we hopefully have debunked that that myth at this point. Um, Charles
0: Charles Woodall Pike brings up the Czech team again. I know we've talked about it a lot, but man, that Czech team is a movie waiting to happen. And we might uh, have to make the movie, Derek. We'll do it. If 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 no one else is going to make the movie, we'll take the producer credits on it. We'll
1: we'll, we'll fly out to the Czech Republic and we'll we'll make it happen. We'll we'll make it happen.
0: It's fine. But um, yeah, it's just it's good for baseball. It's fun. And man, I can't believe I'm missing tonight. is Puerto Rico versus Team Mexico. I can't believe I'm missing it. Can't yeah, You're going it. to Taylor Swift, go to Taylor so Swift. you don't
1: actually care.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a little torn. Maybe I'll find a TV <laughs> at State Farm Stadium. But uh, we got pizza to give away, so let's give away some pizza. Can I uh, just say real quick? Well, let me say really quick. If okay. you haven't dropped a right. pizza emoji oh, in the chat go. yet, sure. do that right now. I'll add you to, to the spinner, and we'll enter you in to win a free 20-inch pizza from our friends at Mountain Mike's. Go ahead sir.
1: So, uh it, sort of an interesting connection here talking about Edwin Diaz and the fact that the Mets had this insurance policy. I believe that Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers who was going to participate in the WBC, he backed out, I believe because the Dodgers for some reason could not secure an insurance policy uh for his for really? his salary. Interesting. So, yeah, that was the issue that was brought up when Clayton Kershaw backed out. He didn't want to comment on it a whole lot. But the uh, reason that was given, at least publicly, was that uh, there were insurance issues, um, which I believe would have been the Dodgers trying to wow. secure an insurance policy should something have happened to Clayton Kershaw on the WBC, I guess Kershaw with uh you know his his long history of back problems and so forth maybe maybe the insurance companies are just like yeah no we're not we're not insuring that man uh but i guess the mets were able to to find a policy for edwin d i think
0: jesse it's specifically because in high leverage situations they were trying to get a portion of the policy that covered choking oh uh
1: nice well done
0: that you're really good. proud of that you Really got, that was a good one i got his ass got him anyway <laughs> let's give away some free pizza uh let me add you guys here dope solo <laughs> and david lyon and we will give this wheel a spin shall we all right uh let's see david lyon i got you and that's last call for pizza we're clicking the spin. Do people
1: get multiple entries if they put in multiple? Pizza uh, they do emojis? not. Okay. They do not, and All they also right.
0: can't win multiple pizzas. So, okay. and speaking of which, our winner is the uh, aforementioned David Lyon. David Lyon, hey. congratulations! Wait, see, you got in right at the very end, and you won yourself a pizza. So. Congratulations to David Line. Send us a DM, David, through Twitter and we will make sure to get you out your pizza certific- certificate. So you can go. Hopefully David lives here out. in Arizona and yeah, not, hopefully, in, not in Algeria. Yeah, don't live in Algeria <laughs> because I don't know if it's <laughs> going to be warm when we get it out to you as far as the delivery goes. But
1: uh we do appreciate you. Mountain guys for Mikes, being I think, does so deliver, but I, I think they have a
0: a reasonable. Their fucking delivery. name is Mountain Mikes, Jesse. That alone tells me that they will deliver to wherever. Doesn't it? Like <laughs> You, mountain mics like that's that's a, they'll that's, deliver that's so over long. mountains
1: over mountains they won't deliver over oceans yeah okay so fair there, there is a, a reasonable limit there fair but.
0: <laughs> enough but if you guys haven't had a chance to do so get down on your mlb future bets over at the DraftKings sportsbook app uh corbin carroll rookie of the year we're riding high uh but most importantly you got your no sweat nba same game parlays I'm not betting on the Suns until Kevin Durant comes back, but once I do, they can have all of my money. Uh, If you're a new customer, you can download the app now and sign up with code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And of course, don't forget, you get your bets down right now on the WBC. We're riding with Team USA and we are riding with Team Mexico, even though I will be secretly rooting for Team Puerto Rico. Uh, It's... It, you had your bets emotion, emotionally. It's, it's like what Shane Diefenbach says. You got to make sure that you win in some way, shape or form, but also make sure to get your tickets. If you are trying to score uh last minute tickets, I don't know. We don't have any more WBC games here at chase field. Jesse sent out our sad tweet from our account uh, of, of, of basically him closing the doors uh, on, on chase field. But, you have so many more things to get your tickets to, including maybe you can get your tickets to tonight's Taylor Swift concert or tomorrow's Taylor Swift concert. Don't forget, she's here for two nights uh, and you can get that over at GameTime.co. Uh, it is all about procrastinating. We're all about procrastinating. We're all about rewarding procrastination over at GameTime. You can save up to 60 percent on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link. In the description below, and before I go to listen to the aforementioned Taylor Swift, I do have to give a very special shout out. Uh, happy birthday to my sister-in-law Shannon. Uh, my sister-in-law is is the embodiment of St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, like if I love you that. could if you could make St. Patrick's Day into a person, it would be my sister-in-law Shannon. So I love Ooh. you. Happy birthday. And my brother's birthday is also this weekend, Dex. Happy birthday to you as well. Bunch of Mark's birthdays. Whole,
1: your whole family, just all. We all celebrate it's this week. week it's this is what the is week this? of the birthdays.
0: We celebrate okay. them. They they are a couple who have their birthdays right next to each other. And I can't, like, that's the best, right? Like, yeah. when you can, except for the fact that, like, who takes over, right? Like, my wife spoils me on my birthday and I spoil her. If your birthdays are together, who spoils who? Mm. Do you just, do you just everybody forget? Is it a push? Yeah, so either you just like either that. you
1: just call it off and don't do anything special, oh, or you that. both See, that's have to exactly find a way to spoil each do. other.
0: That's exactly what you would do. I knew it, but anyway. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, so much for being here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. My shenanigans are going to go on all night long, uh, and I'm—I got my little daughter here with me, so it's going to be a daddy-daughter date night out at Taylor Swift. But you can follow me on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy is at Jesse and Friedman. He will not be at Taylor Swift. Damon will be <laughs> at Taylor Swift, though. Damon, what's your Twitter? Is it Damon Dog? At Damon Dog D-A-W-G. There it is. Follow him because we're going, we're going to Taylor Swift. We know what's up. But of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: D backs got a win. Or two. D D-backs is a win. Over.
0: There we go. Uh that's 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 a good thing. That's a good thing. Even though Carlos uh,
1: Vargas is scoreless inning with a strikeout, look good. Zach McAllister. Andrew Chafin Calister. wound up working out of that inning. Kyle Nelson had a couple of strikeouts. Pretty good day all in all for the for uh, the D-backs bullpen.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, we don't have bad blood, of course, but uh, I am going to go enjoy a wonderful night. And in the meantime, you guys do too. Uh, on behalf of Damon, Jesse, Taylor Swift, and myself, we thank you guys <laughs> all for being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun in that lavender haze.